Hey everybody, welcome to Music Therapy. I'm Jessica Risker, and today's episode is one of our monthly group sessions, which is where I talk with a full band. We tape these live at Cafe Mustache in front of a studio audience. And this month's band is Chicago's Jazz Fusion six-piece Cordoba. My biggest questions for Cordoba basically involve, how do you make music when there are six people involved? How do you figure out, first of all, the practical side of things? How do you get together when people are working, when they're also in other bands? And even more interestingly, how do you decide on your creative ideas and your music when there are six of you? We're going to talk about all of that today on the show. And Cordoba may or may not have been having a little bit of an internal conflict when they were setting up for the show. Whether or not you can pick that up in our conversation, you'll have to listen and see. We're going to work through all of my questions. Cordoba gives an amazing live performance, and we've got plenty more on this week's music therapy group session. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Music Therapy. I'm Jessica Risker. I am a musician based here in Chicago, Illinois, and I am also a licensed clinical professional counselor. Music Therapy is a mental health podcast for musicians and music fans. Please visit musictherapypodcast.com for previous episodes and upcoming events. And please subscribe to the podcast. So today I'm really excited. I'm not going to do a very long intro because we've got a show to get to with Cordoba. I'll do a quick bio for Cordoba and then we're going to turn to my conversation. So Cordoba is a Chicago-based jazz fusion sextet. They play tunes that combine intricate grooves, soulful vocals, and explosive improvisation with a commitment to radical social change. This was our group session that we recorded live at Cafe Mustache in December of 2021, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, but we're, we're going to start without it. We're going to... Uh, we're going to introduce, by the time you guys introduce yourselves, we'll be back. <laughs> so why don't, why don't you guys all go around and introduce yourselves and the role that you play in the band, whether that be instrument or any other type of role you might play in the band. I'll, I'll start. My name is Eric. I play sax and I sing. I'm also the band instigator. Uh, like, like our last show we played, there were just too many straight people. So I was just telling all the straight people they had to leave. They they didn't, they but you know. Straight people be quiet. Uh, my name is Zach, and I'm the keyboardist. I also uh, do all of the engineering, all the well, all the tracking for new tunes, and all the mixing for the last couple records. That's it. Okay, great. Uh, hey, I'm Cam. Um, I play guitar in the band, and I do uh, a lot of the writing for the band. I'm Zach. Also. Um, but I'm the first Zach. Uh, everybody should know that. Um, I play drums in the band. Um, also, as as one of the band Jews, along with the other Zach, one of my roles is to tell sarcastic jokes and derail rehearsal um, for minutes at a time, which everyone loves and appreciates. Thank you. Then I will go. The restroom. I'm Kalyle. I'm the bassist. I had to use the restroom. <laughs> um, in the band, 
I play what's given to me. I don't think too much, which is great. I'm, I'm, an, I'm the only employee. Yes. That sounds like the easiest. Every So often, Cam looks at me and is like, do you want to learn how to walk a bass? And I say, no. But I also... I also like a lot of effects, and I inspired Cam to get a lot of effects I like to feel because his pedal board was tiny when I met him, and mm. now it's bigger than mine. And soggy. And soggy. Oh, his pedal board is constantly soggy, which is unfortunate. <laughs> is that I'm, why? <laughs> I'm Brianna. I sing, cry, and be in a bad mood in the band. <laughs> Are you in a bad mood tonight? Um, until recently. <laughs> until how recently? Maybe um, about until I got like this far down in this drink. <laughs> well, I, well, I can't drink very much. <laughs> it's my other role in the band. We'll put you in the bad mood. Oh, dude, it's been it's been a time. But uh, a nice thing that happened to you. Well, my cat got spayed. She's very young. Oh, that's she's adorable. She's, <laughs> she's adorable. so cute. But she got spayed, and she's like all she. Apparently, she was like really angry <laughs> at the spay can people, you, which makes her? sense. Which makes sense. <laughs> and then she came home, and she was all she was. She was mad in the car ride because it was like an hour away. But now she's like really sleepy. So I don't know, man. Maybe I caught her mood. Maybe I caught her mood. <laughs> but you're feeling better. But I feel better. I feel better. Okay. Yeah. I forgot that I also am occasionally sad. I don't say anything in practice. And the only reason why I'm bringing that up is just because people comment on it. So that you're sad? Thing. Sometimes. And people point it out? This guy likes to. Aww. And I appreciate it. He's paying attention. <laughs> no, that's not a joke. He's paying attention. <laughs> I used to be sad, but as of today, I am not anymore. You said, you said you were in a, a great mood today. Oh, yeah. Today's been just a wild time. Eric came the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm doing a... We're, some of us are doing a different project um, in addition to this, and then Eric at rehearsal was just beaming all day. I mean, every, between every song, looked at his phone, just smile. I mean, it was like the Joker smile. It was that wide. He was psyched today. Eric is happy because they're gay. <laughs> they're having Ooh. a gay time. They're just homosexual. Amen. <laughs> so there is a uh, there, there's a gap between where you each are mood wise tonight. <laughs> it sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> My first question for a six piece band is: as someone who's only played in four piece bands and has enough trouble with this, is how do you guys all get together regularly to play? With difficulty. Oh. Oh. Scheduling is my favorite part. Scheduling is the fucking god. worst. Like, oh my god. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, six people trying to get them the same room, like, once a week. Like, geez, just give me, just don't even fucking try it. It's, it's, it's hopeless. Um, but we somehow make it happen. So you schedule, like, a la carte. You're not, like, Tuesday nights. We... We like usually do Thursday nights lately, but it's ju it's just been like all over the place. Like, I got COVID like sort of recently, and we had to like do some reshuffling, you know. Um, Come hang out. <laughs> you can keep that I'm, microphone. I'm, <laughs> I'm good now. I'm negative and shit. Hey, don't be putting those ideas out there. 
yeah, that's all I have to say. Yeah, well, COVID will, COVID must bands up. I'm in a few projects, and pretty much Cordoba is just kind of number one. So, like, over the years, I've just had to go to other places and be like, yeah, Cordoba is going to practice on this <laughs> night. So, <laughs> why is Cordoba prioritized for you? Well, one reason is because there's so many. Because, like, like, for example, the, the next, the, like, my next two most active bands are three members and two members, and, like, they can just. They can just move, you know? Mm -hmm. Like That's just kind of how it is, where it's like if all six of us are free on a night, it's just You got to like, make it work. It's like, yeah. Especially, like, in one of them, only meets virtually. Like, we can meet whenever, so that's how it goes. You have a band that meets virtually? Yes. How does that work? Um, it works as uh, I open my digital audio workstation, and then I hit them up <laughs> over Discord, and I share my screen, and they can hear what I'm working on, and we talk about it. <laughs> It's not the quickest, but it works, and we do that so that way Cordoba can have what Cordoba wants. <laughs> we, we even have to schedule band dates. Like, okay, so we, we were able to sit down and watch Pirates of the Caribbean 1 and 2, excellent films, but, you know, we, three in one night was, was too much. Could we have really drank a third bottle of rum as well with it? That would have been yes. too much. And, yes, <laughs> Lady Bly, baby. Uh, yeah, but you know we even have a we have a hard time even uh, like scheduling you know band band fun with you know so many people as well. So how long have you guys been together in this formation? Four years. Four now. Yeah, we okay. we divided Zach. Zach split, and we added another Zach about three years ago. Yeah. <laughs> so this show likes to talk about three things. How do you write? How do you fight? And how do you guys hang out together? So first, I would like to talk about, again, as somebody who I write, <laughs> I write songs from a, that are pretty structured, really. And your guys' songs, I don't, as a listener, I wouldn't call them that. But, you know, there must be, I'm, I'm really curious how you guys come together and create your music. Yeah, I, I think it actually is pretty uh, structured. I mean, there are elements of improvisation, but I think, like, you know, all of us have been in a lot of bands, and I think this is maybe one of the only bands where we have the the PDFs get sent out. So we have actual like uh, scores get sent out. Love a chart. Yeah, so we have we have charts that get sent out, and there is definitely some flexibility. Um, but I'll write a lot of the parts and then uh, send them out. Um, like when uh, Brian and Eric are singing, they'll write their own parts uh, for that. So um, you notate your part. You notate parts for people. Yep. Yep. Finale, baby. <laughs> I, was, I was noticing that. That's not my finest work, though. So. In what sense? And, and I've, I've learned a few uh, tricks and tips uh, since I, I made that chart. But just, to make cuter. just to make them a little, a little cuter for the band, you know, keep the vibes up. How do you arrive at this music? So What's your process? A lot, yeah, a lot of the notes I write, and, and I start in Ableton, um, and, I, and I have... Um, I do a MIDI mock-up that the band loves loves to listen to. We love, we love the MIDI guitar. We love the MIDI bass, the MIDI drums. And then... Ask I, for it. <laughs> and then uh, we'll send that out. And then I'll send that along with the PDFs. And then, uh, and then we'll get to work trying to learn the parts and all that. Okay. Yeah, we should release an album of just the, the MIDIs because, like... Every single song sounds like the best boss battle you've ever you've ever had. It's just yeah, so we can't, fucking good. We can't start learning a new song until Zach comments on how it sounds like a boss battle. 
Everyone wanted the, the Snyder cut. You want, you want the Cam MIDI cut. That's what you want. I'm telling you, ask for it. So Cam, you're the primary songwriter, would you say? Uh, yeah, I'd say so. Okay. So then you guys kind of get your parts, in, but then how much of it is changed or shaped when you get together, would you say? So as, as the bassist who's not good at jazz bass, all my parts are really written by Cam, and Cam gives me a lot of freedom to be like, well, these are what I think is good, and these are the chords. What do you want to play? And I'm like, I'm going to play what you wrote. And it makes my life easier. And I can just memorize that, put it in my bones. Sometimes we play shows where I can't hear anybody, and it's just like, <laughs> that's fine. I can look at Zach, you know, Upton Davis, see him on the drums and be like, keep time, and just mentally play all the notes, and it works out. I, I try to be of interest, but you, not always. You've, de you've definitely tweaked and changed some parts. Definitely when it's too hard, I'll make it easy. <laughs> That's true. Kalal's shitting on himself. I'm not, I'm not going to let that happen here. Not in this interview. Yeah, I feel like there's always like an element of like tweaking with all our parts. Like with the vocal parts, like, like with, the, with the song that we have, Deluvian, like Cam and I like wrote that together, like wrote the vocal melody together and like I, I would like write the lyrics and like sometime there's like some wiggle room with like sax parts where I can like sort of like inject my own ideas and uh, obviously the solos are always like all the people playing the solos like they're usually improvised mm -hmm. okay with the oh no <laughs> don't like <laughs> yeah I guess with the the vocal parts that I write they can like I mean sometimes we'll just change the song a little bit to like fit the vocal part better and sometimes we'll change the vocal part to fit the song better um, very occasionally I'll write up a vocal part first but that's I don't know that don't really happen <laughs> but it's happened like one time uh, maybe two but, but yeah, so yeah, shit will shit will change as we as we come together. Um, I don't know. I I like I never show them my lyrics. They don't know what I say. You never show your lyrics. Is that what you said? Yeah, they have no they have they have no fucking clue what words I say in the songs. <laughs> yeah, what are our songs about? <laughs> in my defense, in none of my bands do I listen to the lyrics until they're printed in MP3 format. I don't know. I'm in other I'm in other bands and other members in this band, and I don't know what the songs are about. But I know the vibe. I know the vibe. Um, I will say something about songwriting is that Cam writes all these great tunes, brings them to practice. We play them a few times. We're like, this doesn't work. We got to change it. Like, this, this doesn't hit right. And so on one hand, that's great. It's very flexible and very, like, collaborative once it reaches the band. On the other hand, sometimes it's not so great because this, the sheet music doesn't always get updated and I just gotta memorize things. <laughs> <laughs> Which is understandable. Ooh, I wouldn't expect it to be. That, that's asking a lot. But, you know, that's the thing that happens. We need to hire a copyist. We should. Okay, well this leads me to then my next question because first of all, I would assume not every creative idea is agreed upon. I think that would be abnormal. That's putting it lightly. So <laughs> how do you guys fight? Redacted. <laughs> what does that look like? 
can't we can't tell people about <laughs> That's an interesting question. Keeping it real here. It it looks very uncomfortable a lot of the time. Like over the over the pandemic or I should say I shouldn't say over the pandemic because we're still in it. <sighs> but um over the over the early pandemic, we 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 had to, we like had to meet and like have a band like discussion to just like talk about like the band dynamics because like some stuff like wasn't really working, and like that was I think that was a productive conversation and it like I think changed things for the better. So like we do we do like get kind of heated sometimes, but I mean that's what happens when you have like six people who are all kind of weird people. Um, but, uh, yeah, I feel like we're able to, like, after the heat dies down, we're able to, like, sort of, like, hash it out and make it, make, like, compromises work and shit. What kind of heat is it? Is it pouty and quiet and tense, or is it yelling? Pouty and, and quiet and tense, yes. No, I would, I Sometimes it's yelling. I think there's yelling. <laughs> there's I yelling? think there's yelling as well. I'm going to say... <sighs> 52% of the time I walk into rehearsal, I'm in a bad mood and I'm suffering. And I think that's where a lot of it comes from. I'm just suffering internally. <laughs> but I, <laughs> Pour one out for Brianna. Pour one. Does, does it really feel like that, that you feel like you're bringing the... Do I feel like I'm bringing an energy? Yeah. You do, know, you, do you feel that way? 52% of the time? <laughs> uh, it's pro- probably. Probably. Uh... I'm sorry, what is the exact phrasing of that question again? <laughs> so I don't say more than I need to. It's how do you fight? So how do we fight? Yeah. So for me, how we fight is kind of, I try to make sure all my ducks are in a row. <laughs> oh my and no God, one can dude. talk to me about things. So I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Truly. The- there was a long, a long, pre, I think pre-Zach, there was a time where we had a, important recording coming up and I knew all my parts and we were having rehearsal and I had plans so I said I'm only gonna be at rehearsal this long and it wasn't and it wasn't well received and I'm like look I know my parts I'm gonna be at rehearsal this long and I gotta go and I showed up and I played my parts and then it was great. Then we went to the recording session, and I played my parts, and it was great. And wow, how many so, years ago was this? This was a long. It was a long time ago. It was a very like I said. I was pretty sure it was before uh, Zach number two. But I'm mean, like, like but that's kind of how ago. like <laughs> yes. But that's kind of how I try to approach things is just to be like, however upset I am or feeling one way or another. If I have all my music ducks in a row, by the next chance that we could be embarrassed if i make sure we are not embarrassed then i like then that's that's my go-to i was just gonna Employee say like a month baby go ahead yeah, oh, yeah sorry. go for it I, okay i'm gonna i'm gonna say that me cam and occasionally this zach are the spicy fighters and eric Kalil and this zach zach. are the calm fighters <laughs> the calm they, they're the calm they're the calm people in conflict no zach gets spicy sometimes you have your spicy moments Zach, Zach, has spicy. Zach has a spicy has moment. These, spicy. these ones, Kalil will stay out of an argument and say that I'm Zach not it's in really it. really spicy. Kalil will stay out. Of, and Zach and Eric are peace. They're peacekeepers. Y'all are peacekeepers. It's peace, so exhausting No, sometimes. I think I... How is it? I... 
hold on, uh, hold on. You just said it's exhausting being the peacekeeper. Yeah, I mean, I've just been the peacekeeper my entire life. So you know, sometimes I just don't want to be the peacekeeper. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I should just be more of a dick sometimes. Yeah, I would like to go ape shit. Yeah. That would be nice. Yeah. Uh, I was actually thinking, Kyle, that it seemed in this very brief amount of time we've been talking, it seems like you were diffusing the tension with humor and <laughs> keeping your role simple. Is that <laughs> how it looks? Am I right? I don't know if that's I don't know if that's how it works for everybody. That's just how like I for stay you. sane. And that's like, how, but for you, I mean. And like maybe it maybe it goes to everyone else, but like <laughs> You know, like, if I showed up to practice and I had, like, an awful day at work, yeah. and it's like, I just really want to get in the bed, I just show up, put my bass in all quietly, don't noodle, and just kind of sit there and, like, all right, we'll get started eventually. Snow pants. And then I'll go home eventually. Yeah. Okay. And if I'm feeling uh, super comfortable, I'll wear my snow pants, and yeah. yeah. <laughs> snow pants baby. So, personally, you know, uh, I've been in this band since 2013, uh-huh. Um, I had I had a long storied career as the peacekeeper, and now I'm retired, so I just sit there feeling anxious. Yeah, so <laughs> now quietly. I have to do all the peacekeeping. <laughs> Thank you. I'm Aggie. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie and say I'm. I'm good in this band. <laughs> Whoa. That's fair. We're trying to be like the Beatles. Didn't they fight? I didn't watch the documentary. <laughs> oh, the Mars Volta, they did fight. All bands fight. Wait, wait, wait. Who, awful. We decided who was which Beatle, right? Yes. There's, only, there's four wait. Beatles. But Eric is George. I think that's... And Cam is Paul. Those are the two most important <laughs> ones. <laughs> All right. Yeah, no one really beats their wife here, so no one yeah. can be John. We don't... No. <laughs> Fuck that guy. So the thing that I, I like watching you guys talk about this is that you are all laughing about it now. <laughs> which to me, that kind of suggests a certain bondedness, which you've been playing together for a long time, so I would assume that's there. But do you feel, do you ever get worried when you fight over creative idea or just fight in general? Or do you feel like we're going to come through? Does it feel, do you guys feel like this is solid? How does it feel? I mean, me personally, I feel like it, it always ends up being fine, but that's just me. Um, thankfully, my, my family will never watch this, so this is, like, not as bad <laughs> as some of the discussions I have with my family, and that's, like, the baseline, and my family's still together, so it's, like... Do you play the same role in your family? Oh, no, no. No. Yeah. I, Wait, are you you the spicy one in the hate? No, the hate goods? I have not. I, I I try to say the minimal amount of shit wherever I go. See, I so you, okay, so you do. So you are the same. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm not spicy. Is what I'm saying. No, but you're not spicy in this band. You're not spicy in this band either. Kalal's so rarely spicy. It's a treat when Kalal pop off. I try only to pop off when it's just like. This is one of those moments that will probably change who they are as fundamentally as a person, and maybe I should say something. <laughs> it's the attitude of a good musician. You, you only pop off at the exact right moment when you're going to devastate someone forever. I try, but, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I also feel like the band will eventually reset to where it goes. And for me, for how long I've tried to do music and then I moved to Chicago and realized oh what I was doing before wasn't really trying to do music and this is real music uh for how long I've been working with people I just kind of feel like in a long enough timeline 
things chill out because I'll say that I feel like everyone in this band really, really likes playing live. No matter how we act up into the moment that we hit, we get on stage and we're just like, damn, that's that shit, though. And, like, I really feels that way. Okay. Amen, I mean, go, go ahead. Oh, I, I mean, I can say personally, I have a lot of love for all of the people in this band, um, some of my closest friends. So it's like there's fights that are going to happen, but they're worth it. Or I don't know. <laughs> Cam, Maybe. what were you going to say? Oh, no. You were going to say something. I, was, I just said that's right, brother. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Worth it is questionable because fights suck, but, uh, <laughs> but like, we are definitely sitting very much in the positive, like, not the negative, for me personally, you know. That's nice. Oh, briefly, I want to touch on... When we touched base before the show, we talked about maybe discussing the relationship between music and mental health and just wondering what, what your thoughts were there. That Well, uh, I can say, like, from experience, like, as someone who plays, like, freelance and in, like, a good amount of other groups, like, burnout is, like, a very real and destructive thing. Like, I'd be playing, like, like five shows a week or something, and, like, it would just get to the point where I'd be... If I wasn't playing a show, I was either rehearsing or I was at work, and it's just, like, when... Like, I'm introverted as hell, so, like, when the fuck am I ever supposed to recharge? So then it just gets to a point where I just, like, start to, like, melt down, like, candle wax, and it just gets really ugly. Yeah, I think I felt that, too. Um, you know, I think a lot of us have different other jobs that we do and a different amount of music that we do, but, like, I just get sick. I don't get sick of music, but it's, like, it's just so much music. Like, I need to take a break from it somewhere because I teach, mm -hmm. you know? So it's, like, I'm, I'm teaching, you know, for six hours, and then I have, like, two rehearsals in a day. It's just, like, oh, I don't want to hear any more notes for a minute. But at the same time, like, it can have, like, a really powerful impact. Like, I teach guitar, right? I had this student today. Um, she, <laughs> she strained a tendon. She was having an awful day. Uh, actually, you know who was upstairs when I was teaching downstairs? Naja is teaching drums upstairs. I'm teaching drums downstairs at, at, the, at the Hyde Park estate that we were at. But anyway, um, but anyway, uh, so she feels terrible. She strained her tendon. She comes in. She's crying, you know, but I say, you know what? I'll take it easy on you today, okay? No minuet in G. I know we've been working on minuet in G, but I know you want to play that Taylor Swift. So, you know, so we just, we, we shedded some Taylor Swift. She was singing it. And then her dad was like, let's only do 30 minutes. And she's like, no, I want to do 45 minutes. I want to keep singing that Taylor Swift. And it, you know, it really changed her. Day. So, you know, it, 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 and I think that that is, that can happen to all of us, right? It's like, you know, and sometimes it's like, oh, I'm so sick of this. It can be cathartic. And other times it's just like, no, I do need to take a step back. This is too much. Uh, and just, and do something else, right? Is that the case for all of your guys' lives, where it feels really filled with music? Yes. Yeah? Yes. <laughs> I'm going to be real. I'm going to regret saying this later when y'all play this tape back to me. But last night, I went home. <laughs> I went home after work. I said, damn, I got to, I got to, um, I went home after practice. I said, damn, I got to work on this song that we're writing. And then I just sat on my bedroom floor, which is a fucking, it looks, my bedroom floor looks like I've been depressed for like a year. <laughs> and I and how long has it really been? Maybe a few months. And I sat on the floor and I cried. And then my roommate messaged me today, and she was like, "Do you want us to do anything for you when you cry?" 
Oh. That's real love, though. Which was very sweet, but yeah, I was like, wow, great. I thought the dryer was covering it up. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm just going to say sometimes I, I, get, I get to that point. Um, again, maybe, maybe about 52% of the time <laughs> that I'm working on something. And it is, it's fucking busy out here. Like, I don't know. We haven't even been playing as much, and I just... But, all, like, most of us are in a bunch of bands, and so we're just, like, out playing a lot. And it gets exhausting, and I'm like, I just want to go look at my cat and pet yeah. my cat and chill with my girlfriend. But I was also... I was, like, I was going to say, like, I feel like listening to music, I feel like, always helps me personally feel better. I don't wear my little My Chemical Romance shirt, because My Chemical Romance has really, like, got me through. So, I don't know. It's, you know, music that I'm not playing... It can feel so good. Yeah, no, it's funny. It's like the music that I listen to uh, when I feel bad is nothing like the music that I would play per like to present as art, right? Like, uh -huh. man, I want my George Jones, you know, uh, my sad boy indie music, you know. It's I don't know, but but I would never play that live. It's funny. Um. I'm gonna answer the question that I think you asked and I forgot about earlier. What's so over? whenever like. I also get a bit overwhelmed when I show up to practice and I'm and I'm really like, what the fuck am I doing here? It's kind of more like I'm I'm lucky where like everything like when I get to that point, everything feels that way. So it's like not like practice feels any especially different or I feel especially sad. It's about the same level of sad as it always is, and I keep the same That's level good. of chill. You know, the futileness of being alive. Um, and. And we'll, I feel like there was another aspect of the question you asked. What was it? Was my life filled yeah, with music? If if you all want something to cheer you up, you should look at Kalil's Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Kalil's Instagram, That's a so Kalil's Instagram stories. Kalil's Instagram is Kid Columbo. Oh, oh goodness. So you should definitely look at my Twitter. My Twitter is my. Ever since my parents followed me on Facebook back in like 2009. I already knew I had to go somewhere else to post the real sad boy shit, and that's on my Twitter. <laughs> well, not many people know what it is. I mean, it's not hidden, but it is what it is. Okay, okay. And yeah, so like, I don't know. When I get to practice and what music does for me is kind of like, I'm not gonna lie. And one aspect and reason why I don't really do much else than what's written is because music is like, great. Here's like three hours of my life I could just turn off play what I was told, be good at it, people gonna love that shit, and like, and then like, other, and like people outside the band's gonna love that shit, and this is so great, and then drinks are gonna be about half off, if not free, <laughs> and it's just like, they better be, they better, and it's like, I ain't gotta worry about it, and that's one thing I like, I mean like, I, do I express myself in music? Yes, but like, when things are rough, that's just a great solace, it's just like, it's like checking out, it's like checking out, Okay, well, we're now we're going to uh, watch a video from the band. Do you guys know which one we're going to watch? <laughs> no. Can you can you share like the name of the song and tell us a little bit about it, and then we'll watch a video? Uh, this is a music video that we did, the only music video that we've done yet. This is for our song uh, "Shut It Down." All right, "Shut It Down" by Cordova. Shut it down, baby. Directed by Lil Nas X. <laughs> Thank you. 
That was great. That was great. How, how was it to watch the video? When's, have you watched that recently? No. Oh my god. <laughs> how many years ago did we do that? It was, it was 2018, and it was, I think, October. No, it, there's no. It was, it was, it was the coldest October It was that October cold in October? It was, it was freezing that day. Our videographer showed up. He's like, dude, I'm from Florida. I can't handle this. <laughs> and he was—he struggled the whole day. He was a real champ for, for making it. Th I thought we were going to lose him. I thought, there's, yeah, I thought there's no way this video is getting shot. Every time I looked over, he's just like <laughs> shivering. So you guys are due for a new music video. In an ideal world, yes. It's going to be naked. Are you yeah, oh. I'll be in it. <laughs> uh, what are you guys working on currently? Well, besides <laughs> suffering, we're about to go in the studio this Sunday, 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 Sunday and Sunday. record some new songs. We recorded like four songs like a couple of months ago. I don't know. Time doesn't really work anymore. Uh, yeah, time moves slow when you're all alone. Um, but yeah, so we're working on a new record, I think, after this. It's an EP. L LP maybe? Oh uh, well it's a it's a something P. It's at least six songs. Um, it's gonna be a P. <laughs> P. <laughs> Under P. And um and I think our, 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 our thing we got coming up most recently or most uh, the soonest uh, is a uh, single. So we got a single that's going to come out in February. And we haven't released any music in a minute. I mean, obviously, with everyone, like, COVID was rough. I mean, we weren't really rehearsing for a really long time. Um, but, yeah, we got some new stuff. Finally. That's great. I can't wait to hear it. Well, let's, we're going to do one more segment with the band, and then we're going to have a live performance from the band. Uh, this last segment is where I have each band member anonymously ask the rest of the band questions. And uh, I've got a stack of them right here. I chose a couple. The first one is, who is the hottest member of Cordoba? I mean, I think it's me and Brianna. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm not biased, though. Okay, I will say... <laughs> Who puts the most effort into how they look every day in this band is probably me and Eric. But who knows if that's what well, makes well, you Well, hold high. up. I don't put that much effort in how yeah. I look. Unless we're playing a show. Like, no, come but on. you have an aesthetic. You have an aesthetic. I wear the same fucking outfit every day. Yeah, but you have an aesthetic, though. That's a choice. Kalal's, Kalal's working today I was gonna with say, the sweater. Kalal's serving. concept is not effort. Kalal is serving. Concept is effort. It is. Okay. I put Actually, a lot of effort. There's, there's a couple of questions for Kalil in here, which is interesting, but maybe I understand a little bit more. After <laughs> uh, Kalil, if you could get one piece of gear for this band, what would it be? Piece of gear? Yeah. Like what I use to play? That's the question. Oh, would you use the... This is kind of sacrilegious to my beliefs. <laughs> But if I could have a five-string bass, just for yeah. sometimes I want to play something like once or twice per song. I want to play something super deep, and I just like I don't got it. So that'd be that. The other thing would be uh, Meatbox, which is just turns my bass into like a subwoofer blower. But I already have one, so that kind of doesn't count. <laughs> All right. There's a question for Brianna. 
How does your love of My Chemical Romance influence your Cordoba performance? Okay, I'm gonna. I actually have a story for y'all. Going this, to a home crowd. One tonight. of the songs. Thank you, thank you, someone in Cordoba for asking this question. One, it's influenced my, <laughs> it's influenced my aesthetic, as you may have seen in previous performances. I feel like I've taken many cues from Gerard Way and My Chemical Romance and how I present myself in this band. Uh, <laughs> um, sometimes I will think about this video of My Chemical Romance in the studio in 2002 to give me strength when I'm recording. Uh, so it's a 19 minute video, it's on, it's on YouTube. It's called My Chemical Romance in the Studio 2002. Uh, that's that's good to know. Finally, dude, I had one more thing. What was I gonna, oh, so um, I got really into the 1978, I think, classic Dawn of the Dead because My Chemical Romance wrote a song about it on their first album. Um, and when I finally watched it, I was like, oh, my God, two of the main characters are fucking gay for each other. So then I wrote a song about it uh, that I think we're playing tonight. Oh, okay. um, so that's that's a big way. It's a big it's a big one because uh, Brianna doesn't like scary movies. So the fact that she watched it is I like old, scary movies. old ones like old to where it no longer feels real anymore. Yeah. Sure, I can appreciate it. I can relate to that. Um, this is a question for anybody. What is your goal in playing music? Uh, well, my, my goal in playing music, I feel like I can't not play music. So my goal in playing music is just to stay alive? Question mark? Yeah, yeah what back is the Zach's got Straights yeah, are yeah. silent. The straights are... Zach, you literally are like... Okay, accosting the Jews in the band right now. <laughs> Literally accosting us. We will not be answering. You guys hated at answering that question about who the hottest in the band was. You really took one for the team on that one. <laughs> okay, fine. So I simply play music because of the very selfish notion that I haven't found music that I like really vibe with. So pretty much most of my bands are just like, most, not all, most of my bands are just like, oh man, I love this song. And like, if we didn't play it, no one else would play it. Uh -huh. There's some exceptions, but for the most part, that's what it is. Yeah, I can appreciate that. All right, back row, anything? Dak, you've been very quiet. I don't think there's a goal here. It's just, okay. it's, it's no, enjoyable goal, in and of itself. Your goal is to afford where you live. You fucking do this as your day job, man. That's true. <laughs> I recently goal? had an act of God befall me. I had a, a flood in my basement, and it just fell on my pedals. Nothing else. Oh, it that's just, why just, they're soggy. That's why they're soggy. <laughs> okay. I had to connect that dot from early. Yeah, I should have really followed through there. So I'm trying to break even. You know, I have to, I have to raise some capital to replace. You know, the Super Ego Deluxe is not going to pay for itself. You Carbon are. copy, not going to pay for itself, no. you know? Okay. I'll, one last thing I'll say is that I recently watched a new video where they interviewed someone from Deerhoof about being a musician that makes money. And, and it turns out Deerhoof did not break even until nine years until they were playing. And that's kind of like my new cap. When I, uh, cool. I'll, I'll give an years. extra, to, I'll give an extra, I'll hit it, I'll give an extra year for COVID and a couple of years sure. for like being on fire. But like 10 plus, like if we, we hitting 13, Maybe I got to do something. Call it? <laughs> All right, Just one more question. Solid. Again, Kalyle, this is for you. 
And then after this question, we're gonna we're gonna break and hear performance. Kyle, last question: How do you feel about jalapenos in your burrito? <laughs> so, food comes. There's a variety of good and bad things about food, and I think it breaks down to not just the taste, but also like the texture and the presentation. Texture is everything. You know, so so jalapenos, they got it on presentation. <laughs> And, you know, they kind of got it on taste, too. But the texture kind of fucks me up. And it kind of all started growing up whenever uh, my mom claimed claimed, claimed that she accidentally bought crunchy peanut butter <laughs> instead of regular peanut butter. And I was at summer camp, and I bit into a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and it was crunchy. And I was like, someone put fucking rocks in my sandwich. <laughs> And I went home and told my mom, and she was like, nah, it was just crunchy. And I was like, you. <laughs> you flipped the rocks. How could you ever Kalal trust has again? not trusted anyone since yeah. you trolled. <laughs> really stuck with you. Happy my mom won't watch this. Uh, you troll up. I was just like, how? So, yeah. So, like, for example, if I'm eating, like, a big-ass fucking burrito, all my life burritos have been just generally soft things. If I bite into something and is my man Zach back here has told me the good jalapenos are crunchy. If I bite into a soft burrito and hit something crunchy, my mind is like, did I just eat a bug? Did I eat something worse? Did I eat crunchy peanut butter again? Like, <laughs> ruins my life. It's trauma. All right. Well, thank you guys. This has been a really great conversation. Well, I hope you guys had fun. Uh, all right. And now please enjoy a live performance from Cordoba.
so much. Thanks for being here, y'all. Thanks for bearing with us during that uh, interview. I hope y'all learned a lot. This next song, the one I was talking about.
Thank you so much. This next one real fresh. Fresh and clean.
just the last one. Thank you again for being here on a Wednesday.
Cordoba. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Stay tuned for next week's episode, which is going to be about performance anxiety. Music therapy is hosted by Jessica Risker, produced by Sullivan Davis of Local Universe, and engineered by Joshua Wentz in Chicago. Hope you guys are doing well. Have a great week. Peace and love until I see you again. Mm-hmm.